is Touch judges are ready. Side of studio. Players are lined up. Microphones in hand for the restart. It's now time to form the Ruck. The Sunday Rugby Show. Featuring Wallaby legends Tim Horan and Matt Burke. Sensational The Ruck. FX Pro Super Rugby. Coming your way until August. The biggest season ever. It's Rugby Supercharged. Yes, here we are again. Southern Hemisphere rules, ladies and gentlemen. Australia rolled Wales 25-23. Good morning and welcome to the Ruck. Good morning, Timmy. Good morning, Matt Burke. Morning, boys. Uh, morning, boys. There, they only just got there, didn't oh, they? Uh, Mike Harris cool. came on the end and kicked that uh, calm penalty goal at the end. Uh, amazing. I mean, it's happened plenty of times for the Wallabies over the last probably ten or fifteen years. They just know how to sort of close a game out, but. It may have been different too. Uh, the Welsh played some good rugby. Yeah, they did. I want to. You've mentioned it. Uh, why wouldn't we hear it one more time? For those of you just woken up, maybe you went out last night and didn't watch the the rugby, didn't see the Wallabies get across uh, Wales. It was terrific. And as you said, Timmy, it was right at the death. The siren had already sounded, and uh, then one man steps up to the plate and does this. Can he win it? Can Australia clinch the James Bevan Trophy? There's the angle, and it's a great shot. Snatched it, they did. Mike Harris comes on and kicks the winning goal. Brilliant. I just want to ask you, Berkey, because we are going to talk, and we'll hear from Mike Harris a little later, and we will talk to a, uh, a Wallaby when uh, one's good and ready to talk to us, which I think is fair enough. <laughs> if they've exactly won, right. They're just waiting around. Uh, we'll spat- chat with them this hour. But I want to ask you, Berkey, because that moment, anybody, any kid who plays a game of footy or any sport, I suppose, it's that thing you, you dream about, winning a game for your team. And for a goal kicker, you get that opportunity for, even though it's a team sport, suddenly the focus is just on you it's for just that you. moment. Now, as a kicker for the uh, Wallabies, did you have that moment? Oh, I, I did, and and you do practice it uh, when you're a kid. You, you you go in the backyard and you yeah. pick between the trees, that kind of stuff. Uh, mine was in 2002 against uh, New Zealand Bledisloe Cup. I missed a goal about seven minutes to go that could have put us in front. I had a kick to win, and the great thing about last night was, uh, you know, as, as uh, Mike Harris stands up there to kick the goal, David Pocock says a few words yeah, to him. What did he say? Because he got, got a grin from, uh, from don't Mike know, Harris. Don't yeah. know. But it, I think it must calmed have been, him down. Well, whatever, you, whatever you do, don't, don't miss, miss. it. <laughs> <laughs> don't miss it. I, no had the, <laughs> I had the scenario of, uh, of Matt Rogers scoring a try. I missed the conversion, then roll on seven minutes, and, and I got a chance to, I suppose, uh, kick the goal to win the game. Yeah. Make it well, there's been, some, well, there's been some great kicks, hasn't there, over the, over the time? Sorry, Tim, my story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was trying to stop you, mate, so you wouldn't embarrass yourself. <laughs> and Matt Rogers had the ball, and as he gave it to me, he said, do this one for me, do this one for the team, and think of all the endorsements you got. <laughs> and that just, that just calmed, me, calmed yeah. me down until I got to the spot where I had to kick the goal, and then you realise what, what enormity is in front of you. But you're right, uh, Mortlock's kicked the goal in 2000. Eels had kicked in, in Wellington in 2000, I think it was as well. Um, so you do get out of jail, and when you do, um, yeah, fantastic feeling. Yeah, it was sensational. Uh, I can just only imagine what it was like for Mike Harris, but for somebody like me with very large backside sitting on a couch, it was terrific. <laughs> it was terrific. <laughs> Loved it. We'll talk about that game and plenty more. This is your, uh, The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. 
And this is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show after a terrific win by Australia over Wales 25-23. They did come back strong, Timmy, didn't they, Wales, from last weekend? I guess that was always expected, wasn't it? Yeah, well, certainly the defensive pattern uh, was a lot better than it was on uh, in Suncorp Stadium in Brisbane. And, and they hit the lead in the first four minutes. They scored a try. George North went over there, big 110kg winger. Yes. And all of a sudden, the Wallabies were behind 7-0. And they took some time to get back into their rhythm, but they just hit the front. Um, they had a uh, you know, horn scored a good try just on half time, but it just, they just lost their way a little bit in the second half, and it was good pressure from the Welsh. And the Welsh can feel really disappointed. Um, you know, there was two Southern Hemisphere teams, obviously the All Blacks and also the Wallabies getting out of jail. So Daniel Carter obviously kicking a field goal against oh, Ireland. Ireland's never beaten New Zealand, have never. they? And they've nah, beaten the never. All Blacks, and they the it was old, there for them. Poor old Brian O'Driscoll, the look on his face. So nineteen all that was that was as good as a win yeah. for, for Ireland. And then Daniel Carter. Misses one on the right foot and then 30 seconds later gets a chance on his left foot and slots one over with about 30 seconds to go. What, did, what about the, the charge down from the prop? A, a prop's never got to a charge down <laughs> of a field goal. The only time he got it, they get a five-metre scrum and then turn around from there. It was, it was similar to Warburton at the end of the game when the camera was just on him and they showed the ball going over. You just see him sort of chase it and then yeah. just look straight to the ground. But it, yeah. can, it can be so different too, Tony, because you know if Mike Harris misses that kick, Wales yeah. win... The first time in Australia since '69, 1969, yep. and all of a sudden there'd be a lot more criticism on the Wallabies today in, yeah, exactly in the newspaper right. and, and comments. But uh, sometimes it can gloss over how the teams performed. Tell you what, Lee Halfpenny, uh, we're talking about goal kickers, mm. doesn't he drill them? Oh, he, it's an arrow, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, yeah. I'd hate to be the person stand, or sitting in the crowd behind it because it's going to come like a rocket. For those uh, who aren't, uh, I guess, regular watchers of rugby and, and you know, thinking about the, the rules or the laws, as, of course, they are described, and there's 4,785 of them just for scrums. <laughs> uh, seeing Cooper Verna getting 10 minutes in the bin for taking, you know, the, a player in the air, which is, I think, Wendell Saylor, early in his time when he'd gone from rugby league to uh, to Union, the same thing had happened. He, you know, he got 10 minutes in the bin. It, did, it was an ugly tackle. It, it wasn't, you know, as if he, he actually deliberately drilled, drilled him, but he grabbed the leg as well, didn't he? He, he, got, the, he got the leg on the way through. And I think the, the, the guys commented on the on last night, you've got to watch the ball as you're going yep. for the ball. As, as it's coming down, you've got to keep your eyes up. And he didn't have eyes up, but, you know, he put him on his... He, he tipped his legs out, he put him on his head. Mm. And then I thought the the, the the funniest thing was on the way out, obviously he's got a bit of a headache, and he comes up and gives him a pat on the head. <laughs> he gives him like a bang, bang, bang on the head. Yeah. It's like, mate, are you right? You just put me on my head. Yeah, you're okay. you got no spinal injury. Have me bang, hit him on the head. I think that when he came off the field, he had a pretty poor performance, uh, Cooper Werner. And I'd be surprised if he actually gets selected for the Wallabies again in the next few test matches because I think it sounds like Curtly Beale was on the sideline last night. It sounds like he'll be um, fit for next weekend in Sydney. So maybe Curtly Beale will go to fullback and Adam Ashley Cooper will go to that uh, right wing. So uh, Cooper, a good player, but he's been out of sorts in his first two test matches. Yeah, Curtly Beale will. Apparently he's still in the system, obviously, even though he has, uh, looks like he will be facing uh, charges over that indiscretion uh, that we talked about last week as well. Mike Harris, we mentioned, he was the man who did knock that uh, the winning goal over, came on for the, in the last minutes after Beric Barnes uh, limped off and Beric Barnes' story is quite amazing we'll get to that very shortly about the, the rush with the baby and so on uh, but Mike Harris when he kicked the goal and the, the, the massive celebrations we'd already heard then he was interviewed and look he's just such a dinky die Aussie yeah it felt pretty good off the boot you know I was trying not to to sort of look a bit too much because I try and keep my head down through the kick but uh, just yeah I mean just try to go through the normal processes and uh, and yeah happy that that one went over yeah I just got a little bit of a sweat up so um, 
wasn't fully warm, but uh, no, I was feeling good. And, and yeah, just like I said, sort of just tried to go through the process and uh, and uh, yeah, just strike it like any other kick, I guess. Uh, you know, they're a quality side, and tonight was uh, you know a bit of a TikTok battle on the scoreboard. And uh, you know, as I said before, Barnsley was kicking them, uh, you know, superb uh, until he was sort of cramping there and, and was a little bit hindered by that. Yeah, he wasn't fully warm, but he was fully sick, bro. Uh, <laughs> I've got it was a TikTok battle, and I have no problem with it. I there, was mean, a, there, he, there was a wee bit of pressure as there well. Was a wee bit of pressure. I have no problem. He's wearing a Wallaby jersey. Sure, he arrived from New Zealand like 15 minutes before the game. He's Derek Barnes, <laughs> but that doesn't matter to me because he kicked the winning goal. How, how long well, has he been one of us, Timmy? How long is he? He's one of your blokes, isn't he? He's a Queenslander. Yeah, he's got, his grandmother uh, is born an Australian Australian, so he's he's been out here for a couple of years now. I actually thought he was going to pull. That I, uh, yeah, I felt uh, as beached as. Yeah, beached as, bro. <laughs> exactly. What, what is the rule these days? So, you obviously, do you have to have your Australian citizenship before you can pull on the Wallaby jersey? Well, well, you do. You can only, and when you do decide which country you're going to play for, you can only play for one country. Years ago, you could play for a couple of different countries. So, um, Frank Bunce uh, in 1991, so a great. New Zealand All Black player played for Western Samoa and then converted and, and went and played uh, for the All Blacks. So now times have changed. You have to have a uh, a grandparent who or, or, or parents who are from that country, and then you're eligible. Well, for Wales, the rules for many years were you just had to have been to a Tom Jones concert <laughs> and you, you qualified to play, which I thought was terrific if you could sing a couple of bars of Why, 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 Delilah. Oh, Delilah, you're exactly. Right. You're, you're in. on. You're in. This is The Rock. That's the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Tell me baby. And Segway Sam says the word baby takes me straight into the Beric Barnes story, who, of course, starred in the Wallabies' win over Wales last night. But after some particular circumstances... He's, uh, he and his wife were about to, well, they're due to give birth to a baby, I think, in about five or six weeks. As it turns out, the baby became very premature and was born on Friday. So Beric Barnes did the rush uh, to Sydney from Melbourne for the birth of Archie. Uh, mm. And who I love the name Archie, too, uh, as well. So uh, Archie was born, and then rather than just hanging around... He jumped on a plane, I think, at 4 o'clock. So this is four hours from kickoff yesterday. He gets on a 4 o'clock flight... Uh, uh, it's on time. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been amazing, though? Yeah, wouldn't it have been amazing if the people who are actually coming down for the game with their test tickets and their, their skulled scars are hopping on, saying, what are you, how do you, what's going on, how, what's, you know... You're sitting next to Beric Barnes. God, you're, you're a spinning image of Beric Barnes, yeah. mate. How good's that going? Yes, that would freak but he, out t- a little. He turned up, he got, he got back at 5.30, he got a taxi from the airport, the Melbourne airport, yeah. to go to the team hotel, got, arrived at the team hotel, mm-hmm. um, his roommate had packed his bag ready to go to the game. Nice. And five minutes before the team he walks into the team meeting as everyone's sitting down so uh, he just made it back and there was no other flight he could have got to get back in time for the game so Mike Harris was uh, prepared to play the game and start at number 10. It's a look and and I guess people think about these things in in a couple of ways I I reckon it's brilliant a that he got back there but You have to, as a, as a bloke you who's do. been, you know, the birth of all of his children. That's where you've got to be, isn't it? You know, I, think, I noticed that Jason Day, the the Australian golfer, he said before the start of this week's U.S. Open that because his wife is is due at any moment, he said he even if he was leading the U.S. Open on the final afternoon, and she went into labour, he would leave the golf course to go to the birth, which is you know phenomenal. When he hit an eighty four, he left early. He, le- he left after <laughs> day. He left after two days. Uh, he obviously was thinking about that baby, not golf at all. But it, 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 in your time, have you known mm. other people who have had to make that choice? I've done it. Uh, Griggs has done it. Uh, I remember Griggs in uh, early two thousands. 
uh, left Ireland to come back, uh, I think it was birth number two, I think it was for him. Uh, did the turnaround, came back on the flight and played on the weekend. So, yeah. So, this, this, is, yeah. From, this is from Ireland. This is from so Ireland. So, George Regan, captain of the Wallabies at the time. Captain of the Wallabies. We, uh, we, I think we lost the game as well. So, he got on, he got on a flight. He got out of there. So, I think it's not I, an, I think hour, I was it's not an hour flight. No, yeah. no, no. Exactly right. I think he had to go across to, obviously, across to Heathrow and then, you know, on the way back to Sydney. Oh. Back to, uh, for the berth, came back and, and, um, and played the fine weekend. I did it in... Still, we got more, more sleep on the plane than with a baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did it from uh, South Africa uh, a, a couple of years ago now. Where I um, so we planned it that would go in on a certain date, yes. and um, and I got a seven hour delay in Johannesburg, so uh, I had to call Kate and say, "Hey, look, is there a just spot? Hold on, just hold on. Is there, is there a spot tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Can you sort that for tomorrow?" So sitting there in seven hours, Johannesburg, you just I mean you can't do anything. You just got to wait. So look, it's a fantastic thrill for him um, to to be able to be there. Then turn up and contribute like he did was a, a brilliant effort. Yeah, he, he was. As you said, though, Timmy, earlier talking to me, that uh, his first moments, though, did look like he'd had a bit of a rush, didn't they? Yeah, first couple of kicks out in the fall, you thought, gee, maybe he is thinking about uh, his wife and young Archie back in the hospital. But he certainly is a man of the match performance from Berwick Barnes. And it's great that he and also Guinea are taking a bit more of a leadership role now that, you know, the likes of you got four key players out. You've got James Horwell, um, James O'Connor, Kirtley Beale, and, and Quade Cooper. So that's a pretty big dent in the Wallaby lineup. Yeah, I hope Berwick Barnes goes on after having Archie, uh, like Nathan Hindmarsh, the rugby league player, and names his next two sons Buster and Rowdy because there's a, there's a trio of names, Archie Buster. Buster and Rowdy. It doesn't get much better than that. We mentioned that his roommate, Beric Barnes's roommate, helped out by packing up. Uh, a little later, we are going to talk about that exact topic. Roommates, the good ones and the bad ones. Plus, a wallaby will chat us through last night's terrific win. This is The Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is The Ruck. Uh, this is The Ruck, though, and it's a very exciting moment right now because the man who last night stepped up for the wallabies, uh, stepped up and did wow, what every kid dreams of doing, this... Can he win it? Can Australia clinch the James Bevan trophy? There's the angle, and it's a great shot! It's over! Flags are up! Mike Harris has done it for the Wallabies. The men in goal. They've snatched it. And Mike Harris joins us right here, right now. Congratulations and good morning to you. Yeah, good day, guys. Thanks very much. Tell me, uh, before we get to the excitement of what actually happened to you and afterwards and, and so on, can you just talk me through, there was a great moment just before you kicked where your captain, David Pocock, walked up to you. He said something and you had a nice grin on your face which seemed to relax you. What did he say to you? Yeah, yeah it was quite funny. He just came up and uh, sort of said, uh, mate, we'll, uh, we'll love you if, you if you miss it or, <laughs> or, uh, or hit it. So just have a crack. So I sort of had a little laugh and... Uh, <laughs> sort of uh, relaxed me a little bit and, yeah, just went through the normal process and, uh, you know, lucky enough, there was a, there was a roof on, uh, on that stadium and there wasn't a hurricane blowing, yes. so, yeah, <laughs> pretty good conditions to, uh, to kick it through. Mike, uh, Matt Burke, uh, congratulations on the hit last night, mate, and, and the, the contribution. I, I think that's what you want to do when you come off the bench. You want to be able to, to contribute and, obviously, that win the game. Um, what was the moments leading up to it? Uh, it was incredibly intense, the... The game was going back and forth, and you had your moment. Heart rate, one eighty. Yeah, yeah, she was definitely, uh, she was definitely up there, probably pushing two hundred. I don't know if I got that, uh, that high, but um, yeah, look, it was a it was a TikTok battle of a game, and um, you know, you're sitting on the bench, and those sort of ones um, thinking, you know, are you going to get on, or and uh, sort of. 
Okay, Bandy, he was he was struggling a bit, and obviously a massive massive day for him with the with the birth of his child, and uh, you know having a having all that emotion, and then uh, a couple of plane rides. Obviously, couldn't quite last the distance with the cramps, so um, I was just happy he kicked all the ones beforehand to give me the chance at the end. Uh, Mike, Tim here. What, what about were you prepared to play the game because you knew that Berwick had gone back to Sydney and it was coming back down? Mendel, were you ready to start the game if Berwick uh, missed the flight and couldn't get back on time? Yeah, definitely. So you know, it was sort of touch and go um, um, whether Berwick was going to get back, and I, I was sort of preparing as if I was going to start. So you know, it was a bit of a bit of a difficult one uh, for me in terms of in terms of mental headspace. But um, yeah, I was definitely ready to go if, if he wasn't going to make it back. So. Um, I think that probably you know that probably helped in in the preparation to you know, to probably help me in the end actually in the kick so that was worked out worked out well. Now, Mike, being a proud Aussie and playing, I think that's your that's your second or third Test match now. Um, second cap, yeah. yeah, second cap and uh, kicking a winning goal like that's incredible. Do you know? Question without notice, James Bevan Trophy. Did you um, you had that last night in the in the dressing room? Um, who is James Bevan? Do you know the history behind it? <laughs> <laughs> James Bevan, no, I, I haven't brushed up on the history yet, but I'm sure I'll, uh, I'm sure I'll be um, told all about it in, uh, once we get presented with it next week. Well, it was, a, it was the first ever captain of, of the Welsh Rugby Union team. There you go. So you'll probably be the one up on all your teammates. They probably wouldn't know either. <laughs> no, neither, neither, neither <laughs> Perky. He was shaking his head here. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much, mate. Yeah, exactly right. I was going to wait for your answer at the same time, um, mate. Uh, we move on to uh, Sydney, obviously next weekend. Um, three Test matches in a row. It's a tough ask, but um, the speed of the game again was outstanding. Uh, do you take what? Do, what do you need to do next week to make sure that it's a clean sweep? I think um, obviously they came pretty hard at the breakdown and obviously looked down, uh, looked uh, slowed slow it down and I thought they did that at times you know especially in that first half with uh, with you know Willie getting some pretty slow ball and it was, it was a little bit messy there so um, probably just uh, same sort of focus as we went in with last night just make sure we make sure we get that breakdown right you know because as soon as we get quick ball um, you know I feel that they mm. they sort of can't they can't stay with us um, they like to play a fast game but. Um, Probably not quite as uh, accustomed to that sort of game as uh, we are down in the uh, southern hemisphere. So, just for that, if we get if we get that right, then uh, you know, hopefully we get a clean, clean sweep. And um, I'm pretty sure someone told me last night I think it's sold out uh, or close to selling out next week. So, um, should be massive. Good. Uh, Good afternoon, footy. Yes, yeah, Saturday afternoon footy uh, at okay. Allianz yeah, Stadium be will be brilliant. Mike, congratulations and well done. And well, that was a, a fantastic cameo. It was almost like American football. You walk on, kick a goal, walk off. It's, it's <laughs> sensational. <laughs> probably, just, probably not paid as much, not, though. <laughs> not yet. Not yeah. yet. Congratulations, congratulations mate. It was really lovely to talk to you. And thanks so much for joining us on The Ruck. Awesome. Thanks. Cheers, guys. There he goes, Mike Harris, the goal-kicking uh, winner of uh, for the Wallabies. He's a lovely bloke, isn't, isn't he? And such a uh, poise. Oh, well, he is earning Australian dollars instead of New Zealand dollars, yeah. so he's got to be happy with that. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel really bad that Burke was bagging the whole New Zealand thing earlier in the show. This is The Ruck. This is The Ruck. Rooming with players. Look, the thing about being a, a sports person is that in some ways it's eternal adolescence, isn't it? People wash kick clothes for you, mm. you know, you're kind of treated like that. Uh, but there's also the downside, really, of... Uh, you're having to share rooms a lot more than as when you're an adult than you would really like. Two feet from the other person. Yeah. So well, I don't know why that you just don't. There's, I guess not enough money to have in, each person have. Like, the captain often has their own room. Captain has they? their own room. Captain and the coach has their own room. But there's then you know 
the shared accommodation. Now, we understand that uh, some people who aren't terribly good to uh, be with. Adam Ashley Cooper in the program before the test match uh, decided to have a bit of crack, or maybe in Pat McCabe it was, about Adam Ashley Cooper, who I understand it likes to frighten his roommate uh, <laughs> by leaping out of the closet. I mean, it was frightening, I suppose, if you're rooming with someone <laughs> and suddenly they're out of the closet. But uh, the, the jumping out and scaring people, I mean, it's childish, but funny, I suppose, in some ways. Incredibly childish. Um Tim, well, you, you used to, used to do it, didn't you? Hang on, my my go. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> that, that was your go-to. You used to hide in the closet as well. What? And jump well, at least out. I didn't or... come out of the closet. <laughs> 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 and, you know, it'd be... It'd be uh, I, I, did it to Paul I did it to Paul Carrozza a few times, 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, he's getting up for a, a nervous sort of toilet break at 3 in the morning. He's got a big test match the next day. And I thought, well, I couldn't sleep either. And... So I'd hide in the company, walk past, and you'd jump out. And, How long have uh, you been waiting for him to go? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and Come on, hurry up. you hear him sneaking. you hear him laughing at the same going, Come on, uh, mate. Come on. But your, be, your, your best roommates, like Tony, when we used to go away on tour, yeah. you, you'd, always have a, you'd always have a different roommate each, each city you'd go to or town you'd go to. And, and your best roommate was always the one who was a quieter one who used to let you always have the, the remote control all the time. But, yeah. but I remember, uh, I actually, I had the privilege, I'd have to say it's a privilege, to room with Jonah Lomu uh, one day. When we, when, we, when we played, when you play the Barbarians team, which is a side, it's virtually a, a World 15 team. They bring all players together to play against England or Wales mm. or these nations. And, and you get a chance to play with these guys who you wear never, your own socks. Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah. your club socks. Yeah. So, um, so, but then when you go up to the room and you've got the card, you've each got a card, you know, who wants to open the door first? So I opened the door and walked in. Usually there's a king-size bed and a single bed in most hotel rooms and whoever gets the, the, the king-size bed is the person who's played the most test match. So I was pretty confident. Yeah. I'd played 80 test matches and I knew Jonah had played 51 or something. Mm -hmm. So I walked in the room pretty confident. Yeah. We saw the king-size bed and the single bed and Jonah <laughs> looked at me and I looked at him and he just put his bag on the king-size bed and said, yeah, okay, you have that. <laughs> <laughs> Jonah, That's you are yours. the king. That's yours, yeah. <laughs> did you jump out of the closet for him, Timmy? <laughs> <laughs> did, he, did Jonah play his music very loud? Because has a reputation in his car yeah. uh, that it is the same level of noise as a low-flying uh, jet when he turns up the speakers in his cars. And he told me that story himself. So was he? did he like to put the music very loud in was, the room there? Was he yelling at the same time? <laughs> 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 yes, he was, amazing. He, he was the first person to have noise-cancelling headphones about 10 years ago. I'm not sure where he got them from, but he wouldn't have got them from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> no? Do you know, you know when, you, when you talk about the room... Still scratching uh, around for cutlery there. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy... Um, it was always alphabetical order for, for most of the time. It was the easiest way for the manager to sort it out. And I was always uh, uh, one before Campisi. So I roomed with David Campisi. So when I was a young pup, uh, sort of, you know, 19, 20 coming through. And, 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 and Timmy, you'd know exactly what you said before about the senior, the senior bloke, the seniority gets the, gets the bed, gets the remote control, gets everything. Yeah. So I walked in there one time and he must have been late because he used to play in Italy and that kind of stuff. And I think we joined up and, and I had my bags on the bed in, in the, uh, the second floor of the hotel and I walked in there and, uh, and he literally just picked my bag up and threw it out the window <laughs> and said, uh, mate, I've played, you know, how many caps? I've played 84 caps. You've played two. Yeah. So, uh, Okay, did, Mr. Did, did Campo ever talk in the third person to you? Yeah, like, very much so. Yeah, yeah, David. Yeah, I, I was actually his uh, his personal secretary. The phone would ring, and he'd actually he'd, he'd usher me to go and answer it and take yeah. a message. And, yeah. uh, and Mr. Campo will get back to you. Yeah, Tony loves it when Campo talks in the third person. <laughs> this is the Ruck, your Sunday rugby show. This is the Ruck. Just a couple of minutes to share with you on this Sunday morning, and uh, what better way to 
draw to a close and the segment that I know Berkey that you uh, in your travels and you, you go along I know you were like Mudgy or Lily this, this week you were somewhere Maury like, Maury that's all they talked about wasn't it just was waiting for Tim Tim Horan around the world in 60 seconds mm. uh, I, where I travel I walk down the streets of Sydney I'm in Brisbane I just say how's Timmy go with that around the world does he get angry <laughs> uh, does he want to get even and I say no around the world in my seven and a half seconds yeah well look you don't know how much time you've got no, I mean, no, don't, no. don't get cocky with your seven and a half seconds no. <laughs> Could be a lot less than that this week. Why don't we find out? And now it's time for Australia's favourite radio segment, hosted by the one and only Tim Horan. Yes, we said the segment was over, but this man has more farewell tours than Johnny Farnham. Gee, I still love that guy. Here's Around the Rugby World in 60 Seconds. Over to you, Timmy. You only have 40 seconds left. You're the boy's trying. No, I won't go that far. <laughs> Well, Argentina, Argentina versus France. Argentina picked up a good win uh, last night, 23-20 against song, France. Timmy? It's a strange reaction for me personally. I love Johnny. I've been to every single concert Johnny Farnham's had. He's a great guy. Isn't he? Okay, I'll get back to it. Scotland beat Fiji 37-25. Uh, the Australian you team can't in the forget junior pressure down. That's a good one. World Cup, uh, the Junior Rugby World Cup. The Wallabies, they're out. They're uh, they finished fifth. And also, what about this game in the qualifiers? Be more a the cleaning lady kind of guy. The 2015 Rugby World Cup. Wouldn't you love to be at this game? Bermuda versus the Bahamas. Oh, yeah. 16-8. We have time for on Around the Rugby World in 60 seconds. Thanks, Tim. And thanks for the memories, Johnny Farnham. (laughs) Take the pressure down. Can you run it? Bermuda versus the Bahamas. Yes. That is a game. Bermuda won 16-8. Wouldn't you love to be at that game? That would have been sensational. The other thing you mentioned there was Argentina. I noticed that you were quoted, Timmy, uh, just for quickly because we are running out of time, uh, that they will be, when they join what was the Tri-Nations, and now be Four Nations, I assume, in the Southern Hemisphere. The that, Rugby Championship, it's going to be called. Okay, the Rugby Championship. That they will be a, a tougher opponent than many people expect. Oh, they'll be very hard to beat at home. Yeah. They're probably a 20 or 30 point better team at home because they just, they don't mind losing away from home. Um, but at home, you can't lose. And, and playing over there, you go through, you play at all the soccer stadiums. Yep. And I've played there many times. You actually go from the dressing shed. There's a tunnel at, in the dressing shed, but you walk under this tunnel, really? under the ground, and you come up sort of virtually just behind the goalpost. So they can still... Is that for your protection re- or what? <laughs> they can still reach you, though, with a few flying bottles or uh, mandarins. And uh, But it's a, it's a hostile crowd, and uh, it'll be a great experience for the Wallabies to have played there. Why did you pull mandarin out there? Is that, is that the national fruit of Argentina? <laughs> no, because what, what they used to do, they weren't allowed to drink alcohol, so they all used to take in mandarins. And you think, what are they doing this for? And they'll be injecting them <gasps> with vodka. So no. all you see, and it was in South Africa as well, all you'd see is people with bags of mandarin. think, geez, these people are healthy, healthy? aren't they? But it's, <laughs> they'd be squeezing all the juice from the mandarin and then going crazy. Uh, that, that is brilliant. You know, that's what they, they Kids, do that. please don't try that at home. No. Yeah, they, they do that at the, uh, the seniors rugby at half time <laughs> when they bring out the oranges. Dad, can I have an orange? Uh, no, son. <laughs> Vodka and Not orange? for you, thanks. <laughs> Love it. Hey, Sadly. boys, this time, next, this time next week we'll be talking about a Saturday afternoon game yeah. down at Allianz Stadium in Sydney. So looking forward to that one next yeah. week. Saturday afternoon test rugby. Very excited. Uh, lovely to talk to you boys again. Timmy, Matt, thanks so much and uh, thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Have a great week and we'll catch up uh, next Sunday. Bye.